I am so excited today. I have another amazing woman in business. Shelvia with Visual Caffeine is here today to talk about everything marketing and branding and small businesses. And she is going to bring it all here today. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Shell Via, that is the name of the century, besides visual caffeine. I love everything that you're doing with yourself. So I know what you're going to bring to businesses is going to be even more amazing. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing everything that you know about marketing and branding. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. It's really an honor. This is so exciting. And I've been staring at this appointment, this recording coming up now for a while. And every time I see your name, so everybody check the show notes for her name is just a top 10. Like Meredith is good, but Shell's got it down. And then Visual Caffeine just sends an energy that is all its own. Where did you come up with the name Visual Caffeine? Well, this goes back to computer labs and when I was at College for Creative Studies and I was doing work and I knew that I wanted to own my own company and I was doing my homework and I basically decided to take a break and brainstorm names and that ended up being the first one I thought of. And then I thought of, you know, did a whole brainstorm and just went back to it. And then uh, a few years later, I started my company, which was wow. a 98. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, it sounds crazy, but it just lends to its own energy. And, you know, I'm a big energy person. That's basically my entire life. And so when I see visual caffeine, it just, it just gives you an idea of what's coming and what you're going to bring. So you you really work on marketing and branding. And you told me you love doing this specifically, but not only with small businesses. So like, tell me all about that. Well, I fell in love with small businesses when I started, like they just, they're either in their startup phase or they've been in business for years and they are seeping passion. They're excited. They just love to the core what they do. And that just is such a muse for me. And I feel that that is always the epitome of where I'm going to find that differentiator, that weird that is really going to separate them. So I just find that whole process exciting. And when you were just talking there, it was like that. And it's also not too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. So like you're, you're getting in with this, you know, small business, it's the two of you, it's intimate. You're coming up with something that's new, that's never been seen before. And you don't have to get with, you know, seven board members, three, you know, vice presidents of wherever it takes three years to market and brand something. So it's kind of cool. I, you know, just the two of you, maybe three, whatever that business looks like and coming up with something creatively that's no one's ever seen before. Exactly. It's not somebody who is working for the company as much as they may love their job. That passion is just not there. But when it's the business owner and they're so connected to why they started in the first place, Mm -hmm. you just, you you can't get more rate of lusciousness more than that. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like with myself, like, cause I've been like, okay, who am I? You know? And I think that a lot of businesses they know what they kind of want to do, 
Like I want to sell candles or I want to sell t-shirt, whatever it is. I want to do X, right? Right. And you take those people from just being a human or a business that sells X and you create a story. You create Mm -hmm. like almost like it's its own individual out of this company that has a story, that has a heartbeat, that has a life unto in itself, which as you know, I mean, is, is life in 2021 for a business. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have to have a story. You have to have Mm -hmm. a life. So what have you seen just for fun? (laughs) What have you seen change in marketing and branding since you got out of school? (laughs) Besides everything. (laughs) Well, what's funny is, is that when I got out of school, I mean, that was 1998, I mean, 1996, mm-hmm. and I started my business in 1998. And there was this mentality of cold calling and sales being that type of car salesman and pressuring people. And I never wanted to do that. I was like, I am not doing sales this way. Mm-hmm. And I like, there has to be a better way. I'm a relationships person. I love dealing with people one-on-one and I just refused to do that. And so I started my business networking, building relationships, focusing on relationships. And so relationship marketing, I I feel I was a little ahead of my time in the sense of like that. I was one of those people that just built their businesses that way and didn't rely on this story of sales, which honestly is that whole beginning of of really focusing on when you're focusing on relationship, you're also focusing on your story. You're focusing Mm -hmm. on how people are relating to you, relating to your business, what is really differentiating you. And you're getting away from the things that everybody says in your industry. So you're a real estate agent, you sell houses, great. But you know, what really makes you different? You can't say that story. You have to say, what's your personal story? And Networking really helped me evolve that type of thing. And honestly, our initial questionnaire that we give clients before they have their big sessions with me is a questionnaire I created back when I started my company. I really have not changed it much. And it still is, is so viable. And I still get compliments on it, on the questions. So you know, you need to trademark that. I feel is, yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need to put that in the book and trademark that as a write a book about it. <laughs> How to brand, right? On that. <laughs> I love that. Well, and it's funny because as you were talking about sales and the story and the personal connection, it takes me to my husband's boss. So he's in sports, but he had this amazing boss. They're still very connected. And he would be in a room for two hours pitching, you know, he would, he's in the sports and entertainment business and pitching to, to take over and run an arena, you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. And people would freak out because the first 45 minutes was who's your kid? Where do you live? Oh, I, oh, I play hockey too. Oh, my son plays hockey over there. Oh yes. I met you know, Bruce Springsteen and I'm friends with Ozzy Osbourne and just literally 45 minutes of connection. And the young kids would be watching this just chomping at the bit, like get to the sale, get to the sale. Why are you wasting time with this story? What? And like literally 30 seconds of, so do you want to work with us? 
and a resounding yes always followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was amazing because my husband was kind of like the in-between. So he was the boss and then then there was my husband, but then they also would bring in the whippersnappers, right? And the whippersnappers like would be losing their mind. But my husband was watching. He he was paying attention to all of it. And he was always so in awe of Peter because he truly understood the marketing of bringing him, his story, mm-hmm. who he was into that sales meeting. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're marketing so that there is no sales pitch. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize how important it is to get that 45, you know, minutes today at 45 seconds of a marketing. And so that the the ask is a no brainer. And that's why you're so important. Yeah, well, that trust is being built in that relationship and that story and that connecting to a story. And honestly, every component in marketing right now should be seen as a relationship builder. Like the, you know, it's connecting people to your story, you connecting with their story and who they are, social media, email marketing, all of it should be a process of nurturing and not the hard sell. It, it just, people don't run away from that. They want to, they yeah. want to be understood and they want to understand you. And, and that's where, that's where it starts. And it's funny. Cause like, even when I'm like on TikTok and I'm like scrolling, as soon as I see that orange bar shop now bar or whatever it is, like you can tell that it's like a company that's pushing the product and that I, I'm like scroll through it. But then I saw another gal on TikTok and she gets paid $1,500 per video. I clearly need her agent (laughs) and she'll just have a product just like sitting here. Like she's Mm -hmm. still the focus, but the product is over here somewhere like very, very inconspicuous. And that, I mean, I'm sure you, are you seeing that same type of momentum of really not doing product focused marketing, but human focused marketing with the product somewhere kind of around. How are you seeing that change? Cause that feels new to me. That actually, I feel like that has been gradually coming to fruition for a while. Usually when we start noticing something, it's actually been in process for a while. Mm-hmm. And, I, and of course I'm always paying it really close attention to changes and such in that nature. I will say that it's really paying them paying attention to how are people responding? Well, were they responding to the fact that, you know, they're connecting to that person and they will automatically, because they are wanting to be like them or wanting to mm. take some of their essence away, like, oh, they, there's a reason they're connecting with that person. They then associate psychologically to the products they use, the routines they have, the apps they use, all of those things. And so them put that product being put in their scope in their world will then lead to hopefully that people will then buy that product. And I will say I have certain influencers I absolutely adore following. And the second I see them have something, they're talking about something or they're, you know, just, you know, it's just there. I'm like, I'm like, oh gosh, that's cool. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? We really, we really have become 
And I have a girlfriend, like she shops all influencers. Like that is her go-to. She's like from, she's like Revolve and she knows all these boutiques and from all over the country. And I'm completely clueless. She's like, yeah, this influencer, I follow her. She's, she's got this watch band and this, and she uses this fluffy stuff in her house. And I'm like, it's truly amazing how the individual, be it you or me, or, you know, a 22 year old at college has become the new micro macro influencer to bring a personality, a personal touch, a personal connection to products, to makeup we use, because I, you know, and as I'm saying that, is it because you're like, oh, well, Meredith's a mother of four and she, and so her skin looks like this, or that lipstick looks good on her, or, oh, I like the way she wore that shirt and she's normal, just like me. Are we moving away from the Kim Kardashians more to the shell and Meredith's? Oh, definitely. And if, if anything, the one thing that has been prevalent in the last few years is the fact that someone with 90,000 followers a lot of times does not have the impact on their audience in influence as someone who has a thousand. Oh, so, wow. you know, you could have like, because they, that the intimacy ends up being more present with yeah. someone who is, because you used the term micro-influencer, I think they a lot of times have more of an impact on their audience than ones that are like crazy millions or hundreds of thousands or even tens of thousands. Yeah. But I do agree that we are, we've definitely gotten away from that, that need for someone to be, you know, quote unquote celebrity. But the key here is, it, like you said, the, the Meredith and the shells or whoever it is, it's, it's about matching values. You have the same values as me, mm. or I connect with your values. I connect with your interests. I connect with something about your essence. And a lot of times that really core is values. And what is that? That's a relationship. When yeah. you symbolically have a connection with somebody, it is a type of relationship. And usually with our relationships, we think of our friends, we think of that we want to go to a place for a restaurant. A lot of times we ask our friends, Hey, what have you checked out lately? Or somebody talks about, you know, one of your friends talks about a restaurant you tried. You want to do that. So this has all existed for a very long time. It's just, it's finally being realized and tapped into. And it, yeah. it, it almost is, I believe a force of nature, why it had to happen because there is so much noise. It's the only way to actually for your company be heard. Yeah, it is. It is so interesting that we we literally deal with branding and marketing every second of every day, whether we realize it or not. It's in mm -hmm. every part of our life. And it's a part of social media. It doesn't matter if you're, if they're your friends or not, you're still making these connections. So when you're starting to work with a company, so you know, there's going to be people out there listening because we're doing this is the woman in business series. So there's women out there and they just started a cleaning company or they started a jewelry company or they already have a jewelry company or a clothing line. Mm -hmm. And it just isn't feeling like themselves anymore. So they're going to call you, email you, connect with you, and you do a 30 minute free call. What did you call it? A discovery call. Discovery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got the words today. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> discovery call. And in that, you're going to figure out, do I want to work with them? 
Do they want to work with me? Is this going to be symbiotic? Are we a good match between the two of us? Because we're going to be spending a lot of time and I have to know who they are and they need to know who I am. And so what are some things that I as a business owner or all my listeners out there as business owners or going to be business owners, what do they need to start thinking about when they're getting ready to call you? Well, the the main thing is what are their goals? What one the, the biggest questions I ask a potential customer, and actually this is even part of my discovery, because I like repeating questions too, because as I have yes. conversations with people, it changes, it shifts. Yep. Cause there is a coaching element to this. But one of the things I ask them is where do you want your company to be 10 years from now? And the reason I ask that is because we're usually very in the present. We are very into the next year. And so we have like a very programmed answer and, and such, but the things that are out of the box, the things that seem impossible, we'll throw those to 10 years because we don't have to deal with that right now. And so by asking that question, I am also seeing their capability of you know, how far the box are they, are they willing to go? You know, someone who is very linear, they're going to give me usually, you know, I want my company making $2 million. They're not really talking about, you know, the, a vision and, but they're also saying things that a lot of times are completely possible right now. And so it just, for me, them having an answer to that question tells me a lot of where they are, what vision, larger vision they have for their company and the impossible places they want to go. Kind of, you know, think of the five impossible things every morning. To me, those are where we actually need to be Yeah, with our businesses. And it was funny because like recently I was looking at, I sent out some papers with regard to like my social media presence to work with businesses. And I have a friend, that's all she does. She works for a company and that's all she does is work with influencers. So she was kind of helping me through that. And so she sent me some examples to use and they were very extensive colors and fonts and professional photographers. And it was a lot. And I was like, okay, clearly I need a branding company. Clearly I need all of, right. And, but then I said to myself, but who do I want to be? And then I went to Brene Brown's website and then I went to Tony Robbins website and it was just their name in black and white. And I went, I just want to be me in 10 years. You know, I don't need peach and orange and yellow. Like I needed to be just my name or just Meredith, the speaker. You know what I mean? I didn't need to, I'm not, I'm not painting furniture. So I love what you're talking about there, which is what's the kind of not, what's your goal? Like, where are you headed? Like, are you more focused on getting companies to work with you for like, I don't know, vitamins, or do you want to have speaking engagements and doing a Ted talk? What's your end game? And that actually whittled me down quite a bit from needing any of it. You know, Mm -hmm. with you, it probably, I would need, you know, maybe more help with my figuring out my messaging. And you're also doing coaching too. You said you're, you're moving into coaching. I've actually done coaching all of part of our process with visual caffeine has always had a coaching element, but I enjoy that so much that I have been slowly dripping um, my own personal brand and looking to work with 
businesses that are trying to do stuff on their own. There's a lot of DIY, you know, DIYing with small businesses because they are trying to save money. And, and there's a lot of, you know, like Canva and things like that. I, you know, yes, as a designer by trade, I don't, you know, so I want people to go that route, but sometimes there's just not a choice. Yeah. And so I really enjoy the coaching element with clients in the branding and marketing sector, because it allows me to then guide them to give them some training, but that also make sure that they're going in the right direction and they're not getting the, the squirrel or clone club thing happening. So squirrel meaning I'm going to just do, or even clone club, I'm going to do what they're doing, or, you know, that looks good. I'm just going to copy that. And they're really not focusing on themselves. And so, and what really is their core and by and that's a lot of that process when we start working with somebody it, with any customer is there is that coaching element of like let's get to really what should be standing forward and then guiding them because when it comes to picking fonts comes to picking colors comes to any of that stuff there is a lot of underlining psychological impact with those choices. So even guiding in a aesthetic standpoint. So, and I really find that's like, I, I really find joy in those processes. That's, you know, something I just love. Yeah. And when you were talking about this coaching and the, the, the squirrel and the, the other thing that you had mentioned, I'm also seeing people in my mind's eye coming to you after they've screwed it all up. Oh, that happens all the time. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, even have, I mean, a lot of my history of clients I've gotten have hired people and have like spent mm-hmm. tons of money and basically were given something that didn't feel like them anyway. So but there's both of those paths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like literally that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, why do I keep seeing in my head that people are coming to you going, I just spent lots of time. I just spent lots of energy to not end up where I wanted to end up. And so I did a logo a couple of years ago, and I don't know if you find this also. So I tend to be kind of a people pleaser and I also don't say no very easily. And I'm sure she was just lovely and she's very, you know, helped me with my logo, but I kind of felt squeezed. Like I felt like I had to say yes. And I felt like anytime I said, well, not really like that, like I was being a bad person or that, I was being a difficult client and I don't know if that was internal or external. I don't know where that was coming from, but do you find some women have a hard time either knowing themselves or speaking up for themselves during this process or am I the only wacko? No, actually that's why a lot of times I have clients come to me that have spent a lot of money with a branding person and they just let the branding, they're like, Oh, they're the expert. I don't know. And they're, you know, that they end up, that's why they end up with something that they don't like, or they don't feel like them. I feel that our process, because it is so much a process of focusing on their answers, inspired from what they're saying that at the end of the process, they end up with the, the, I always end up with something that they like feel like, oh my gosh, this, this finally feels like me. And I always, I kind of joke with my customers. If I don't get a squeal from them, we're not done. So it's like, I look for, I'm a very much a, you know, I'm very intuitive and I look for this reaction. And if I'm not getting it, I'm like, okay, we're not done. 
you, I love you, that. you know, I can detect when they're, when they're not there, but I also say something always to my customers because I detect that they don't want to hurt my feelings. It, and that's another, I will say my intuition has served me really well with my customers because that does happen. And I'm always say to them, remember, and I say this very early, this is not about my ego. This is not about my team's ego. This is about your company. That's God, it. That's so huge. And I mean, if you're out there, females, or even <laughs> men, if you're out there listening to this, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that end up in this situation. And that what you're saying, if you don't hear the squeal is a savior to someone like myself who goes, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. If you said that to me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, we're starting back. We're, we're, we're going back to scratch. <laughs> right. And, and I think that so many people like that is very, gracious of you to key in on that. And I'm loving that we're having this conversation because I feel heard in this moment with you. And I feel seen in this moment with you that, Mm -hmm. and I know there's other people out there that that is really like just loving and like nurturing and to be in a business relationship with someone that gets that part of people and that is in tune and just doesn't want to just check the box. Like, we finished the project. Oh my God. Okay, good. She likes it. Okay. Move on. Check. You know? And so to be that kind and, and really kind of intuitive with your clients, I think, I hope everyone that's listening to this right now understands how huge it is to work with someone like that versus someone who just wants to check the box. And we are in a day and age of a lot of people out there that just want to check boxes and move on. And the fact that you are more in tune and more in line and have more pride in what you're putting out and the connections that you're making. Cause let me tell you what, I would be more likely to recommend someone that saw and heard me and really stuck it out. I'm going to tell everybody about that experience. So if you're out there and you are checking boxes, stop checking boxes (laughs) because no one's recommending you (laughs) just stop it. Because at the end of the day, I'm of the philosophy of you're here to serve people. If you aren't serving people, you're only serving yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is not a person I want to be. So I just am about service. Yeah. So I just love, I just love. And so when you're, okay, so you're working on branding, a person comes in, they've got their jewelry company, they want to rebrand it. You've got your questionnaire, you've got your 30 minutes, and then you move into, okay, now we want to work together then what, what does it look like from there? If, if someone's never branded anything before, what does that process look like? Well, the process, if they are used to it or not, there is a very intensive discovery process. And that's where they get homework. We have a session. They get more homework. We have a session. They get more homework. And then we have a session. So the idea of the homework is not only to give me answers, but it's also to clear their head because we have so many stories that are stuck in our head, things that we just robotically say, and the homework just helps empty that out. But it also processes them into being out of the box and like really forcing them to think in really obscure manners Mm -hmm. about their business. So it's kind of, I'm very big into shifting vantage points because we typically, when we go through life and we look at, you know, our business or someone, we're always looking from the same vantage point. And I'm about shifting that camera. I think mm-hmm. of like the 360 camera. Mm-hmm. I want, 
I want to be talking and exploring with your business. And I want to be like on that swing cam where I'm going all the way around. Yeah. And that's where when they say things in the questionnaire and stuff, I'm challenging what they're saying. I'm also digging in deeper on what they're saying. And I'm also trying to surprise them with questions off of those of those answers to also once again push them further out. Yeah, so, it's like soul searching for your business, soul searching for yourself and going one more step, one more step, one more step, deeper, one more step. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we call it going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like literally you're on the ledge when you start working with me and I am shoving you down the hole. So <laughs> yeah, you're going far down. And I, because we don't do that for ourselves with our business. We're like, oh, I want to open a spa and this is, you know, and they may have an idea of like a, con- you know, concept of what they're thinking and all of that. But at the end of the day, the digging deep, and I'm sorry, I have allergies. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Me too. Right I have a whole thing <laughs> happening myself. I sound like I smoked 10 packs of cigarettes this morning, but oh, yeah. I didn't. I just, I have an allergy thing happening too. It's fine. <laughs> oh no. Well, but that, but the thing is, it's like, we have, we are, we always are surface with our business. We have this surface idea where it's, and we are, we're inspired and we have a passion about it. But if we, you, you need that team member, that partner to come in and push you and challenge you, because at the end of the day, when we're very surface, we're just going to say what everybody else is saying. We're going to yeah. be searching to basically be what I call clone club, which is just, you know, oh, that looks good. I'll do something like that. Yeah, or you're not going to stand out. This template looks good. I'll just use that template. Yeah. And yeah, and you're not going to stand out. That's you know, where you just fade to gray in the back. Yeah, and not only do you not stand out, every day you walk into your business, you hate it. You look up at that sign, you look at the logo and you're like, oh, why did I, why did I accept that? Because I don't like it. And now we need to start all over again in five years when we have the budget to do it again. So you might as well do it right the first time. And really when every day when you walk into your store, your salon, your whatever, your business cards, really just love that that is literally an extension of self, an extension of your ideas, an extension of the seed you planted in 1998 with the library. You know what I mean? Like it's important that we recognize that that is a part of who we are. It's not just a building with a sign and, and verbiage. And so after you have the brand, is the marketing a piece of your branding or is that another part that you guys do at Visual Caffeine? So, so I will say like the brand starts with the brand statement. So we, you know, it is even go to visuals. Like the people, my clients always call it, when are we going to get to the fun part? Yeah. Because it's <laughs> coloring kind of, and pasting. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, we need to solidify a foundation statement. And that's kind of like what you, you would think of as like your mission statement, but it's your brand statement and it's a solid statement. Everything from there is inspired. So we take that statement, we inspire further messaging, we inspire the logo, we inspire the colors, the looks and feel and everything like that. Once we get to the marketing, then it's okay. Now we're going to jump down that marketing hole and what does, you know, and everything is inspired from the work we did in the brand side. Gotcha. And, but in the branding, I will say, I am advising them on, you know, things, ideas I have in their customer service, in their other areas of business, because your brand is 
a culture you're building in your business. It should not just be showing up in your marketing channel. It should be showing up everywhere. Wow. People should feel it everywhere. So there are efforts that you need to be conscientious of in all your processes throughout your business. So it's a lot of different touch points. It's not just a logo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it, it, it should be bleeding into everything. So for wow. example, how do you deal with your customer contact? If you're saying you're a certain type of brand, that is going to be conducive to the way that you may handle customer service. Okay. So I'm just going to use that example. So let's take that customer, that potential customer that has come in, say you have a retail store, they see your marketing, your marketing is, has full on brand there. This is what our brand is about. This is what we're about. This is our story. And then they come in and they, they shop at your retail store is the customer experience matching that marketing mm-hmm. is, is it, you know, is that customer journey ending with the marketing and like them feeling that way. And then they're coming to your store and it's like, you haven't carried it through. So, you know, we do work with people on their customer journeys as well, because, because you need to make that fluid and yeah. that, that is indicative of continuing the relationship and making sure that relationship stays and is solidified and there's loyalty happening and, and they're feeling like, oh, I've chosen to buy from this company yeah. and now, now I'm feeling like they are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause your brand is not just visuals and some tags. It's, it is heart and soul of who you are and it should be breathing out from every orifice yeah. of how people are dealing with your company. And, you know, you see that now, especially like on social media, especially with like companies that steal, you know, they stole this fashion houses photos And now they're, you know, some company from China that you think you're ordering from this place, but it's really not that company. Freebird had an issue like that with their shoes. Oh, yeah. And I remember because I did something in fashion quite a few years ago. And it was so interesting because we would we would be chatting with people on like Facebook and they're like, are you a real person? I'm like, yes, I'm watching the Cavs game right now talking to you, you know, via messenger. And people really love that we were I'm like, yes, I'm sitting here with my four kids and I'm answering your questions at Thanksgiving dinner, like so that you buy the right dress or whatever. And that story of we are real people, we are real moms, we are trying to answer your questions as best as best as possible. That was huge for that company that I worked with. And so people, I, like you're saying, the experience of my brand is my story as moms with kids selling dresses. Well, okay, we're still moms with kids selling dresses, answering your question at 11 o'clock at night. We're not some rando company in China that is is not a real person. You know, it's not a real thing. And so what you're saying, it rings so true. And that was, you know, we would take pictures of ourselves driving to Miami to buy clothes, uh, what do you call it? Fabric. So the story went, this is us buying fabric. This is us cutting the fabric. This is us answering your question. And people had a very personal connection with the brand all the way through the sales and shipping. And I would take pictures of me putting the sticker on the bag, you know what I mean? And so it really did hold true with what you're talking about. If someone already has a brand, 
can they still work with you if they don't want to touch their brand? They want to leave their brand alone. They like their logo. They like their fonts. They just want to bring you in to help with the marketing. Because right now, I, I'm on. I'm in a Hey Mama group, and all I see is. I'm so sick of social media. I don't want to be this person. I'm sick of posting. I when I tell you the emails that come through, I mean there should be a, a building as high as the Sears Tower with just marketing interns for social media. That's how much <laughs> people hate it. Can someone bring their current brand to you and say, "I don't want to ever look at social media again. Help me." Oh yeah, we actually manage social media, and we've um, we've had an uptick. <laughs> I would say the pandemic, I think, got people where they were just tired of doing it themselves because it was so challenging during the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, no, we we have customers all the time come to us with an existing brand, okay. and we handle their marketing. But what happens is we still require we still require a certain amount of discovery. So they're not coming in as branding customers are coming in as marketing customers, but there's a certain part of that discovery that still exists because for us to truly advise you best in your, in your marketing or execute a website or handle your social media or any of that, it's about us core understanding and knowing you and just reading your existing messaging and stuff. There's stuff that's missing there that we could be taking and integrating and weaving into future messaging. So it's also allows us to just make sure there aren't any cracks in that foundation because our brands are always evolving too. Yeah. It isn't like you just one and done. Your brand is always evolving. So I had a customer come to us with an existing brand. They did all the messaging and everything. And and then once we went through discovery, they started just realizing like there was a certain amount of messaging that wasn't matching with them anymore. Mm-hmm. So we just make those adjustments and make sure that the future marketing messaging is integrating that correctly and such. So sometimes that happens as well. But no, it's it. We are not brand. Uh, we must do your brand for you to work for us. Definitely not. Yeah. So so I can tell everyone. Yeah, go see Cafe <laughs> Visual Caffeine. They will help you with all of your because people don't recognize. I mean, even the way you're like the little language underneath your photo on Instagram, that has an energy to it. It has a spice oh, yeah. to it. It has what what emojis are you using, if any? Are you using arrows or hearts or prayer signs or, you know, all that stuff goes into the temperature and texture and taste of a photo of a brand. And I think that people, if they paid attention to how is this Instagram post affecting me? What is it making me want to do? Is it making me want to take action? And how am I connecting with it? And on what level? I think people would understand more how important people and companies like you are and what it brings to and how then after you encapsulate, this is who I am. We figured out who I am. We figured out the energy of all that is me and all that I want to bring to the world. And I talk about this because there's only one of you. There's only Mm -hmm. one of that brand. And that's the beauty of it. Okay. And this is going back to the conversation we started with is not to be the squirrel. It's not to be like everybody else. It's to be so incredibly focused, so incredibly encapsulated in self, be that brand or you as a person or as a company 
that you literally are going out finding your people because only you can be you, only your brand can be your brand. And then only are you going to connect with those 10 million people. 30 million people are going to connect with all the other brands, but we're looking for the 10 million that are going to connect with you because you are you. And because Mm -hmm. you brought that energy forward in branding. And I learned this about myself because I remember when I first started, I'm like, I want to be like the Long Island medium. And I talked about it earlier in this podcast. I like Benet Brown. I like Tony Robbins. But the thing of it is, is I'm not any of those people. I'm only Meredith. I Mm -hmm. can't, I'm not going to stop swearing tomorrow. I'm not going to all of a sudden wear, you know, a blue blazer. None of that's happening. I'm going to be wearing my Rolling Stone shirt, swearing with red lipstick on. That's what you're getting with me, right? And so (laughs) you either love me or hate me, but at least you have an opinion. Yeah. Because also you're authentically you and you're not hiding anything. So people will form their opinion and that's fine. (laughs) And that's totally fine. Right. And that goes back to the Brene Brown. Are you trying to fit in or belong? And what Mm -hmm. I think you're saying with what you do is stop freaking fitting in. And how about we just belong? How about we create an authentic self of business an authentic mm-hmm. plan based on all of the stuff that we're coming together with an authentic plan with marketing and tell the world who you are. So you can find your humans. You can find yes. your connections. And your humans will actually find you. Right. Cause you'll be they like, will <gasps> be looking for you. <laughs> you know, like it hits you in the face. You know what I mean? It just does. And so I think that so many people are so afraid of being vulnerable of being authentic, of belonging versus fitting in. Like my daughter and I, the 12 year old, she went, we went uh, to school clothes shopping. And I mean, basically she has the middle school starter pack school clothes. You know, it's the, the white Nikes, the sco- the socks pulled up, the skirt, the tank top, like it's the starter pack, the, the bucket hat. And I'm just like, are you belonging or are you fitting in? Like, I'm trying not to be a turd, but at the same time, I'm trying to like, you know, it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to wear a Nirvana sweatshirt every day of the week. So, but I'm trying to plant the seed of authenticity so that she can mm-hmm. understand that it's okay to be different. It's actually fun to be different. It's actually interesting oh, yeah. to be different. And I think that takes years. I mean, she's probably not going to get it at 12, but I, I love what you're saying. And I love the, 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 the process that you're talking about. And I hope that everyone that's listening understands that we don't need another anything else. We need something new. And you guys, the listeners, you people that are out there that want to start a brand, that want to start a candle company. And we see that if go on, go on TikTok. And I mean, there's people that are actually making like crocheted boobs and selling <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or, or a, <laughs> yeah, you ever go to home goods and you see, I forget the name, the brand. It's like the white with the hand. I can't think of the name of the brand, but you guys out there, it says like butter on the side of the dish or towel in the front. So oh, this, yes. 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 So there's a gal on TikTok and she makes these things, but instead of it saying towel, it says like tits or, <laughs> and she'll put them at home goods and hide them at home goods. But there's a market out there and she's doing it. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to be authentic. You know, like, don't be Mm -hmm. afraid. God made you, the universe made you so special. And when you finally show up authentically, really Mm -hmm. raw, authentically, people Mm -hmm. are going to feel that. And it's funny because people go, I look like you. I'll, I'll see people on TikTok. We look nothing alike, but they see something in me 
that resonates with them. I, and I always tell them what you see is yourself. You see yourself in me, mm-hmm. you know, you see, you see that I see you in me. It's, it's, it's more than that. And, and if people would just start showing up and being authentic and bringing that to the table unapologetically, we would have more, more people that are happy and are excited about going to quote work. It wouldn't even be work because it'd be fun. I mean, like, this is my job. Like, this is so stupid that I get to talk to you about fun stuff, (laughs) you know? And so I, I just love that idea that you're bringing that out of people. And, and I love when you said, I just keep asking the question a little deeper, a little deeper, tell me more, go, go deeper. There's more to it than that. And I think we all need to do that as a general rule is go deeper and and find out why are you actually doing? Why do you really want to sell candles? Why do you really want to have a salon? You know what I mean? Keep asking why, keep asking why. But actually, this is why I I say embrace your weird is because when we we embrace our weird, that is actually what what we are meant to put in the world. I actually looked up one day, I always was, you know, I was using the term weird for so long. And I looked up the other, the not too long ago, what the definition of weird Mm. is. Mm -hmm. And it's actually your destiny. It means destiny. Get out. Isn't that insane? And I was like, yeah, because, and we actually have, I have a teenage daughter. She's going to college Mm. in the fall. And I, I raised her with saying, you know, you know, weird, your weird is good. Like enjoy, you know, grab your weird, embrace it. You know, it's, that's like, what's, that's our special. And, but it's, but it's destined. We're destined to put that in the world. We have so many little weird idiosyncrasies about us, but that's what attracts people to us. That's those things that people are seeing in you that they, they're like, yeah, because she has that thing about her. It's your weird. And it's that's a weird. great thing. Your weird is great. I love that. I, I, Cause I always say that's weird, but now I'm going to be like, that's my destiny. That's our mm-hmm. destiny. That's part of my <laughs> destiny. I love that so much. I love that so much. Well, this has been just literally so much fun. I love the way you're breaking it down. I love the way you're helping people see how branding and marketing can actually kind of develop their company in a different way. Like if you're out there and you're like, I want to do this, I have a candle, I have a pair of shoes, I have a dress, I have whatever. Don't sidestep these parts because you're going to be looking at that font for a lot of years and you, (laughs) and that color scheme, (laughs) you're going to be staring at that color scheme. You're going to be staring at that font. You're going to be staring at those photographs. You're going to be staring at that mission statement and that everything for a long time, go and hang out with someone that is patient and really wants you to find your, you you know, your weird, your destiny inside of your company, your brand and what you're bringing to the world. Cause it's truly yours. And you're going to find your people because you took that time and energy and focus to get there. So I really appreciate you sharing all this stuff with that. I, I, I love it. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity so to fun. talk to you. And so you're, this has at, been awesome. This is so fun. <laughs> and you're at visualcaffeine.com. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're at also for social media. So visual caffeine at Instagram and, and Facebook and all that good stuff. And mm-hmm. then you can find all of this also in the show notes. So, you know, click down below, make sure you find it in the show notes. 
And again, she offers a 30 minute free discovery call. She's actually based out of Seattle. However, you work with people all over the country and all over the world. So don't Mm -hmm. be, you know, focused on the fact that she's in Seattle and you're in Ohio, Florida. It does not matter. We can get the job done. It doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, we've learned that in the last two years, which has been beautiful. So, you know, hit her up. And if nothing else, you can find out like what she's about and what she can help you with, with your company. But thanks again so much for being here with the Women in Business series. This is always, I just, I love talking to women about business. I think it's so inspirational. So thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.